from the University of Texas at Austin, KUT Radio. This is In Black America. Uh, I'd like to take a moment, though. I usually attend this event with Ambassador Rooney. Uh, as you know, we lost Ambassador Rooney uh, almost two years ago. But we always came because of our respect for the Fritz Pollard Alliance, for the people who are involved with the Fritz Pollard Alliance. And I know he would share, if he were here today, the similar views that uh, I would like to share. And I would just like to take a moment to congratulate and thank, and frankly, honor and celebrate uh, our friend John Wooten, who has at least announced his retirement. I'm not sure if i it yet. Uh, but we want to make sure that uh, he knows how important he's been to the NFL overall, to uh, the game of football but more importantly to so many people's lives who I know are here tonight. And John has devoted his lifetime of service to the game of football. Roger Goodell with the National Football League. On February 2nd, 2006, an historic event took place during Super Bowl 40 week. It was the first Fritz Pollard Alliance Salute to Excellent Awards. NFL head coaches Tony Dungy with the Indianapolis Colts, Lovey Smith with the Chicago Bears, and Marvin Lewis with the Cincinnati Bengals were honored with the Johnny L. Cochran Jr. Salute to Excellent Award at a star-studded event at the State Theater in downtown Detroit. It was appropriate to name the award after the late Johnny L. Cochran Jr. since he and Cyrus Mary issued a groundbreaking report, Black Coaches in the National Football League, Superior Performance, Inferior Opportunities, which has been the foundation for hiring changes in the NFL. This report led to the implementation of the ruling rule which required NFL teams to interview an outside minority candidate for head coaching and senior football operations opportunities. I'm Johnny O'Hanson Jr. and welcome to another edition of In Black America. On this week's program, the 14th annual Johnny L. Cochran Jr. Salute to Excellent Awards at Super Bowl 53 in Black America. One of the reasons why we take such great pleasure and the young men and women being here tonight because we want them to see that you don't have to be a football player to work in the National Football League. That's important to us. And that's why we do the honors program so that they can see that there are accountants and PR people and doctors and lawyers. And that's important so that they can see this if they want to be in the NFL, they don't have to be a football player. We're very fortunate, and I've said this to Cyrus many times, that when he and Johnny had the study done there at the University of Pennsylvania, it showed that minorities were not getting the chance to be head coaches and front office executives. And Johnny being Johnny said very clearly and openly, if you don't want to negotiate, then you must litigate. John Wooden, chairman of the Fritz Pollard Alliance Foundation. This past 2018 NFL season wasn't a good one for African-American head coaches. Four African-Americans, Marvin Lewis of the Cincinnati Bengals, who led the team for 16 seasons, first-year coach Steve Wilkes of the Arizona Cardinals, Vance Joseph of the Denver Broncos, and Todd Bowles of the New York Jets, were among the eight head coaches who lost their jobs at the end of the regular season. And that didn't include Hugh Jackson, who was let go from the Cleveland Browns last October. That's five. Let me say it again. 
five African-American head coaches gone in one season. That leaves the league with only three minority head coaches. Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ryan Rivera of the Carolina Panthers, and second-year head coach Anthony Lynn of the Los Angeles Chargers. When the season began, the NFL had eight minority head coaches, matching 2011 and 2017, the most the league has had in any season. If you think the news on the field is bad, the front office looked even worse. At the end of the 2016 season, the NFL had seven African-American general managers. In December 2018, the Oakland Raiders fired the 2016 NFL Executive of the Year, Reggie McKenzie, and now Ozzie Newsom of the Baltimore Ravens has retired. Chris Greer of the Miami Dolphins is the only African-American general manager in the league. By the way, Kevin Warren of the Minnesota Vikings is the only African-American chief operating officer in the National Football League. This past January in Atlanta at Super Bowl 53, the 14th annual Johnny L. Cochran Jr. Salute to Excellent Awards, presented by the Fritz Pollard Alliance Foundation, was held. Besides honoring NFL head coaches and front office executives, it also honored NCAA head coaches. This event had a very special tone to it. John Wooten, the legendary chairman of the alliance, was retiring. Wooten, along with the late Johnny L. Cochran Jr. and Cyrus Murray, was instrumental in getting the Rooney Rule implemented in the NFL. The following are highlights of the event. Congratulations uh, to tonight's honorees. Uh, a wonderful honor, and uh, please accept that uh, with gratitude and also uh, tremendous congratulations. Uh, I'd like to take a moment, though. I usually attend this event with Ambassador Rooney. Uh, as you know, we lost Ambassador Rooney uh, almost two years ago. But we always came because of our respect for the Fritz Pollard Alliance, for the people who are involved with the Fritz Pollard Alliance. And I know he would share, if he were here today, the similar views that uh, I would like to share. And I would just like to take a moment to congratulate and thank, and frankly, honor and celebrate uh, our friend John Wooten, who has at least announced his retirement. I'm not sure if I'm yet. But I want to make sure that uh, he knows how important he's been to the NFL overall, to uh, the game of football but more importantly to so many people's lives who I know are here tonight. And John has devoted his lifetime of service to the game of football. He has been involved in so many areas and his contribution has clearly changed the NFL, but I would argue it's well beyond the NFL. His changes, his influence uh, have changed so many industries. And it's interesting when you look at John and you look at his his background, uh, he's held so many positions in the NFL. Uh, of course, he started as a player, uh, as an offensive lineman, uh, blocking for Jim Brown, which I like to tease him, even I could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> but then John went on after he retired from football and said, I'm going to continue this. He became an agent. Uh, he was a scout for many years, a personnel director uh, with several clubs. And then, obviously, took a, a few minutes to drop in at the league office and be part of the kingdom, as George Young used to call it, at the league office. And was an executive in our office, uh, as well as returning to the clubs, at two clubs, to be uh, executives there. So uh, he's had a varied experience and an important experience. But I think his final chapter 
maybe the chapter where he's had the greatest influence, and that is as chairman of the Fritz Power Alliance. And John was a constant driving force in the evolution of the Rooney Rule. He was right there at the beginning. Uh, he was there all along. And he was right up there until we made our most recent changes uh, just last month to the Rooney Rule. Uh, and we had many conversations about that, including some tough ones back in November. But we really got to a great place. And I think that's because of John's leadership. And I think the Rooney Rule and the work of, of the FBA under John's leadership has been recognized and implemented in so many industries around the globe. Uh, that's from Facebook to other sports leagues, right to the United States Congress. And that's really his drive, his drive of continuing to evolve that rule and to evolve our policies to make us better. But for me, beyond the rule, it was really John's mentorship. When I look back at the influence John had, and I think there are probably so many people in this room that will continue to be his lasting legacy, his mentorship of people here and around this league and frankly throughout life is what I believe will be John's lasting legacy. There are so many people, whether it's general managers, club presidents, scouts, people outside of football. I've had many calls from John. Could you help with so-and-so? This is somebody, could you speak with? Uh, he cared about people deeply. He cared about the futures, uh, career and personal. And I was one of the fortunate ones to benefit from that. Uh, I would consider John a mentor of mine. I met John almost 40 years ago, I'm sad to say, in many ways. But John always was there with wise counsel. He would tell you exactly how he felt, and he would tell you that he's there to support you, whatever you end up doing. And his friendship never wavered, not once. And you always probably have gotten those, what I call infamous emails from John, and at the end of every single one of those, stay strong, woods. Stay strong, woods. And I'll always remember that. And I think the NFL is stronger and is better because of the results of your efforts, John, and your leadership. And all we can say with as much gratitude as we can is thank you. Thank you very much for your leadership and your friendship and all the contributions made to the league over the years. So, proud of you, and I'm not expecting you to retire, but I do want you to know we're grateful, and I know that phone's gonna ring, we're gonna continue to get emails, and I'll appreciate every one of them, so thank you. Roger Goodell, Commissioner of the National Football League. During his 17 years as NFL Commissioner, Paul Tagliabue helped oversee the implementation of the Rooney Rule. For his effort, the Fritz Pollard Alliance has named an award in his honor. During this year's Salute to Excellent Awards, Tagliabue presented the awards himself. It's great to be here again, and I want to thank Katie for an overly long introduction. John, I've got one piece of advice for you. It comes from someone who they said was retiring. I never said I was retiring, I just said I was making the transition. It's the best of all words and the best of all worlds, because when you want to say no, you can say no transition. You want to say yes, you can say yes, I'm still working. So that's, a, that's just a piece of free advice. But thank you, John, for all you've done. You had a magnificent career. Thank you. I remember when you worked with us in the early 90s in the league office, how much I learned about many things that I need to learn about. So I appreciate it personally and as commissioner. Thanks again. 
It's my honor to present the uh, Paul Tagliabue Award to Michael Bidwell of the Arizona Cardinals. Michael uh, been the last, the, the, the latest in a line of Bidwells who've been in the NFL since 1933. He entered the league after being a, a U.S. attorney in, in 1996. He's been there for 20 years. The first 10 years, I think he likes the field he was learning. The last 10 years, many people have been learning from Michael. He's had an amazing career. The team has had unprecedented success in that period of years. They built a new stadium which against all odds. They have been a leader early in the game in diversity and inclusion and hiring. And above all, he is on serving on many, many league committees, including the most important committees among them, the committee dealing with player coalition, dealing with social justice, equal rights, and equal opportunity. So without further ado, let me introduce Michael Bidwell. Thank you, Commissioner. It is a true honor to get an award with your name on it. As a young lawyer who uh, watched you with uh, great skill guide the league for so many years through some really difficult uh, issues, whether they were labor issues, on the field issues, other issues, uh, there was a young lawyer in the back of the, uh, of the uh, owner's meeting room watching you do great leadership. And so it's, it's a huge honor. I grew up around the organizations. You heard I'm third generation. So by the time I knew anything, I was down in our office and met uh, Adele Harris, who was the first woman, black woman executive in the National Football League. And so things were just normal. I learned from my father, who didn't pay attention to ethnicity, race, gender. It was about who could do the job and how they could do it, their performance. And that's what I learned from. And I continue to learn, and it was not only from Paul Tagliabue, but Ambassador Rooney, and we continue to learn, and we've come a long way since the 70s and 80s. My father hired the first African-American lawyer in the National Football League, Bob Wallace. And so I, I continue to see all this, and, and when we got a chance to, and when Commissioner Goodell asked if I would serve on the diversity committee, I jumped at it. It was sort of uh, something that came very naturally. And uh, it is, you know, we've come a long way, we still have a long way to go, and we're gonna keep working at it. So it's, um, I'll be disappointed, because I've enjoyed getting to know John Wooten over the years. He's been an inspiration to me as well. But I'm looking forward to the next chapters, and we'll be working with Commissioner Goodell, with Katie, and with others as we continue to, to move this thing forward, and this, uh, this movement. And not only just movement on diversity and inclusion, but also on social justice. And I'll be working hard on that. So again, I just want to say it is uh, a tremendous honor, and I really appreciate the award. Thank you so much. Michael Birdwell, president of the Arizona Cardinals and the 2019 recipient of the Paul Tagliabue Award. Although there was a loss of African-American head coaches at the end of this past NFL season, African-American executive positions throughout the league have been making a name for themselves. Jeremy Duru, counsel for the Fritz Pollard Alliance, presented those awards. Our first Salute to Excellence Award in the Coach and Executive category goes to Will McClay. Will is in his 16th season working in the Dallas Cowboys Personnel Department, currently serves as Vice President of Player Personnel. Uh, is is uh, to, to present the award, is Stephen Jones here? Okay, Stephen's at the owner reception, he's not able to make it, so let me present the award to Will McClay. Uh, I want to say thank you, number one, um, for the opportunity been, been given by the Jones uh, family to uh, be in the role I'm in, but I also am very appreciative of the, 
examples that John Wooten, Ozzy, Reggie, all the guys that have done the job that I'm striving to do uh, to get to that point. And I think that uh, the, pushing the NFL to include all people because this is the one business where people from all walks of life, all colors, race, and religion work together for one goal. And so uh, I'm honored to be up here and receive this award. And I want to, again, give my thanks to my mother. I told her where I was coming. And she said, will you please tell Mr. Moody that he's still working? Okay, so I, I thank you guys very much. God bless. Our next award winner is Anthony Lynn. You saw him earlier. He had to uh, leave for uh, an engagement. Um, but as, as all of you surely know, he's the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. He's done a remarkable job uh, with that club since taking the helm in 2017. Great two-year run. This year he was 12-4. Perhaps most inspiring, Coach Lynn went back to college while coaching and received his degree from UNLV 30 years after uh, he started it. So that's definitely something to be uh, respected. I'm Tom Telesco, GM of the LA Chargers. First, I want to thank John Wooten and the entire Fritz Pollard Alliance for putting together this event at the Super Bowl and the award ceremony at the Combine. It is well-deserved recognition for so many coaches, scouts, and front office personnel. I'm honored today to present Anthony Lynn with the Johnny Cochran Salute Award. With Anthony's leadership this season, our team went 12-4 and and tied for the best record in the AFC. Mm. His guidance of our players and coaching staff has paid dividends <clears throat> since day one. The most important hire a GM makes is the head coach, and I couldn't be more thrilled with the job Anthony has done. Anthony, congratulations from everyone here in the Chargers organization. Uh, our next award winner is the incomparable Ozzie Newsom. Unfortunately, Ozzie is not able to be here to uh, receive uh, the award. As you know, he is one of the most storied individuals in the history of the National Football League, among the best tight ends to ever play the game, played his entire career with the Cleveland Browns, and then went on to be one of the best general managers to ever be uh, in the game with the Baltimore Ravens leading them to two uh, Super Bowls. Uh, Ozzie became November 22, 2002, the first ever African-American general manager in NFL. Uh, history. He is a legend. Um, you likely know that he stepped down from his position as executive vice president and GM uh, with the Ravens. We'll miss him, but we know that he will uh, always be around, maybe transitioning. Right? <laughs> um, our next award goes to Kai Harley. Kai serves as vice president of football administration for the New Orleans Saints. Good evening. My name is Mickey Loomis, general manager of the New Orleans Saints. I am pleased and honored to introduce one of tonight's honorees, Kai Harley, Vice President of Football Administration for the New Orleans Saints. Kai has been with us for 11 years. He is responsible for contract negotiations as well as strategic planning for our roster and salary cap. Kai is our primary liaison with the NFL Management Council and NFL League Office. In addition, he is a trusted advisor and sounding board for me on a variety of football matters as well as a good friend. Our entire New Orleans Saints organization joins me in congratulating Kai Harley for this well-deserved recognition. Thank you. Thank God who makes all things possible. I'd like to thank my wife and three girls who support me to the fullest. I'd like to thank the late Mr. Tom Benson, Mrs. Gail Benson, Mickey Loomis, and Sean Payton. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Thank you for creating an environment and an atmosphere to contribute to such a special city, region, and team a place that allows for me to be recognized for an award such as this. 
Thank you to all of our players, coaches, and staff. It's really a team effort all around. Thank you to the Fritz Pollard Alliance for this recognition. Thank you to the late Johnny Cochran and Cyrus Mary for starting this process and advocating for advancement. Thank you to all of the people who came before me, accomplished more than I've accomplished, but did not have a platform to be recognized. Finally, I want to say thank you and congratulations to each of this year's awards recipients. I'm driven and motivated by your success just as much as my own. The spirit of competition brings out the best of all of us. I am proud and honored to receive this recognition alongside all of you. Let's continue our work in hopes that everyone receives the recognition and advancement they deserve. Thank you, God bless, and good night. Our next award goes to Ed Goins. Ed is Senior Vice President and General Counsel of the Seattle Seahawks. He administers the corporate legal affairs for the club and is responsible for managing the club's government relations strategy and policies. Uh, is Chuck Arnold here? Excellent. Well, I'd like to ask Chuck Arnold, uh, the president of the Seahawks, to come uh, to the podium to present the award to Ed. Um, well, we're here today to uh, salute the excellence of Ed Goins. Ed, you have the longest title on the board. Uh, Senior Vice President, General Counsel in Government Affairs. Uh, Ed is a beloved member of the Seahawks family, not only for his professionalism and how well he does his job, but for his endless commitment to being there, for being a leader and a mentor to the people around him. Ed is an example of a true leader in every sense of the word. He works extremely hard and brings a passion to his work every day. He has an amazing charisma that inspires and influences people around him for the better. He is tremendous at establishing deep relationships and thrives in every setting. Uh, his commitment to success has had an amazing impact on our organization both on and off the field. To be a leader in your community, you have to give back to your community. And Ed knows that through and through and carries that every single day. Ed, we are proud of you to support you today from your entire Seahawks family, a couple tables of us over there. Uh, we congratulate you on this tremendous honor. Good evening. So I'm going to respect the three B's of uh, speech making, which is to uh, be sincere, be brief, and be seated. And um, so first, I'm going to sincerely thank Chuck for that gracious introduction. Um, and at these events, I, you're supposed to thank people, and I think one of the things that's really easy for me to do is to thank John Wooten, because when I came to the league in 2001, uh, I guess it was a couple years after I was there, he reached out to me, probably had just seen my name and, and heard of me. But from that point on, as I went in the league and out of the league, like many of you have talked about, John's been there, and so I want to thank you, John, for, for um, just making me know that I had a place uh, here in this league. And then also at these moments, I want to thank, you have to thank someone that was inspirational for you to get you here. And that person, if you would just allow me, I'm going to tell a story. Because I want to first thank a deputy sheriff in Texas County, Texas, in 1927, who decided to drive a back road and saw a man, not a man, a boy, a 12-year-old boy, about to be hung. And he stopped the gentleman, three white men, from hanging him and said, we don't do that here anymore. And that little 12-year-old boy ran away and was able to get away. Now, his only offense was that he was, he was black and was going to go search for some uh, fish for some crawdads. That's what he loved to do. And that boy, as you might have guessed, that was my grandfather. And that man was, he was the best. And he really cared about people. And he taught me two things. Work hard and be ready to forgive. Because you're going to get slighted. Things are going to happen. But you forgive and you move on. So I said I wasn't going to cry. But anyway. Um, <laughs> We've come a long way, and uh, I know that because the family I'm with here today, these people at the Seahawks, wonderful people, 
great front office. They uh, the most noble and uh, empathetic people around. And so I'm just I'm blessed to be here. And finally, I want to thank Mr. Wooten and the uh, Fitzpatrick Alliance for bringing the kids here because they are our future. And if you hear the phrase before, and we've all heard it, that be the change you want to see, it's for them. If we change who we, how we treat each other and what we do toward each other, they will see a better world. And that will be the change that we all want to see. So thank you. Our final Salute to Excellence Award of the evening uh, it was from Ted Cruz. Ted is Vice President of Communications for the Kansas City Chiefs, where he served since 2012. He's generally known as, if not the best, one of the best communications professionals in the league. He's the club's primary contact and spokesperson uh, with respect to both football and business. Key liaison between coaches, players, team executives, and local and national media. Uh, he has, on multiple occasions, because of his excellence, been asked by the league to serve as a captain of the league's Super Bowl public relations staff. So, our final salute to excellence award of the evening goes to Pickers. Thank you. Um, what an honor um, to be here again with Mr. Wooten. Uh, he is a hero, uh, he's a man that pushes us all. He's a man who is unrelenting in pushing you <laughs> uh, in, in a very positive way. Um, but he's someone who um, I care great, greatly about and I'm truly thankful for. Um, I'd like to thank Clark Hunt and the Hunt family uh, <coughs> for continuing to get us to the playoffs so I have an opportunity for this. Uh, Brett Veach, Mark Donovan, um, my staff back in Kansas City um, for giving me the opportunity to, to serve in my role there. I'm so thankful to have been in a league uh, like this uh, that is filled with so many great people, um, so many different experiences. Football is the ultimate um, uh, communicating and always uh, it's a team experience. And it doesn't matter what department you work in, um, we all work together to get things done. I'm thankful for um, the people that I've come in contact with the great head coaches, assistant coaches, um, administrators who have taught me so much. Um, I see Coach Smith here, who I worked with here in Atlanta. Scott Pioli, who hired me to be a vice president in Kansas City. Um, and so many other great people. Kevin Warren, my hero in the back, who continues to push me out of my comfort zone as a communications person. Um, that there are so many avenues and so many areas that we can all grow. Um, and I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful for my family, my wife, Michelle, my three children, um, and my parents uh, who taught me uh, to let your work be your guide. And for the young people in the room, um, there's a couple things you can control. It's your effort and your attitude. And with great effort and great attitude usually brings great work. And um, I know that we have a lot of room to grow uh, with opportunity, uh, but if your effort, your attitude, and your work are right, opportunity presents itself you'll be successful thank you ted cruz vice president of communication for the kansas city chiefs we will continue our highlights on next week's program if you have questions comments or suggestions as your future in black america programs email us at in at kut.org also let us know what radio station you heard is over remember to like us on facebook and to follow us on twitter 
The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station or of the University of Texas at Austin. You can hear previous programs online at KUT.org. Until we have the opportunity again for technical producer David Alvarez, I'm John L. Hansen, Jr. Thank you for joining us today. Please join us again next week. CD copies of this program are available and may be purchased by writing In Black America CDs, KUT Radio, 300 West Dean Keaton Boulevard, Austin, Texas, 78712. That's In Black America CDs, KUT Radio, 300 West Dean Keaton Boulevard, Austin, Texas, 78712. This has been a production of KUT Radio.